Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever left podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. You know who I am. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius getting you set for week seven. But today's podcast is not a look at week seven. We're looking back at week six, what happened with the matchups, what happened last night, and what was supposed to be two really good football games. We'll take a look at both those games. We'll take a look at the weekend of games. And we're also going to talk about a move this morning that sounds like it's a move that's going to maybe make ways in the NFL. And we'll also talk about some of the injuries that occurred this past weekend. But before we do any of that, before we dive back into week six, before we look at the injuries, before we look at the moves, before we look at anything else, we have a little bit of housekeeping to keep uh, get a hold of. If you've not done so already, please go to follow on Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius. And on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything. It's the genius thing. It's been a crazy year. We've gotten a lot of stuff wrong. We've gotten a lot of stuff right. It's, gonna, it's, it's, it's a year that we thought was going to happen. I take blame on a lot of the stuff that I've gotten wrong, but I also think we've gotten a lot of stuff right. So if you do have some, uh, some decisions you need to make on your roster uh, lineups and you need that extra help, our mastermind chat is available. Weekly, monthly, and full season pack is available. It's going to get better. The season's going to get better. We're going we're gonna to start hitting these on a weekly basis. I have no doubt in that. It's been kind of a rough start, but I'm still uh, thinking the positive mind. I mean, we've gotten a lot of stuff right. Yes, we've gotten a lot of some stuff wrong as well, but we're going to get right back on the track of things. If you want to be part of this mastermind chat, Definitely hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Twitter if you have any questions, or just go to the website and check out our weekly, monthly, and full season packages. One-on-one access with yours truly via text messaging with anything fantasy football, whether it be a line of construction, whether it be a roster move, trading questions, whatever it might be, I will get back to you within 24 hours, guaranteed 100% of the time, and always available up until kickoff. Now, enough of that. Let's dive into what is happening today. This morning, we're hearing the Miami Dolphins are moving on from Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they're going to go to the rookie. Tua is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. It is Tua time in Miami. Moving away from Fitzpatrick, who's looked good. The Dolphins have looked good at times. Um, I think this is more of knowing that they don't have a chance this year to kind of uh, contend. Yes, they're sitting at 500, but you have, the, you have the Chiefs, you have the Ravens, you have the Bills, you have the Titans. There's a lot of teams that's AFC that are much better than the Dolphins are, and I think they're realizing that, and they're going to go to their rookie. They're going to see what they have in the future. If he's 100% healthy, I think this is a smart move. Yes, Fitzpatrick that looked nice, but again, you have to see what you have into it. And if you don't think that you have a chance this year, which I think you have to admit that the Dolphins may be on the right track and maybe on, on the right move to the right direction, but there's no way this team is going to contend with the Chiefs, going to contend with the Ravens, going to contend with the Titans, in my opinion. So why not go to the future? Why not go see what you have right away with Tua? What does that do for, for Fitzpatrick? My opinion, last night's game between the Arizona Cardinals and Dallas Cowboys showed how bad this Cowboys football team is without Dak Prescott. Yes, it wasn't all of um, Andy Dalton's fault last night. Andy Dalton did have a bunch of mistakes, but it wasn't all his fault. But at the same time, I know that I believe Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. He gives them a better shot of winning this very bad NFC East. And again, the winner of this division is going to have a first-round home-field game I think if you can get Ryan Fitzpatrick for cheap and the, the, the price is right and you can bring in Fitzpatrick to take over instead of Andy Dalton, I think the Cowboys are foolish not to do so. 
Not only that, he'll save a lot of us, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Ezekiel Elliott, all these owners of the Cowboys who struggled last night due to the play of Andy Dalton and this, and, and this entire Dallas team, really. Fitzpatrick can save those shares that you have in fantasy, and they can also, I, I believe, give them a better shot of winning the division. And, and again, at as I talked about earlier, you're guaranteed a first-round home game if you're the winner of the NFC East. doesn't matter if you win four games, five games, six games, ten games, whatever it is. The division winner is going to get a first-round home-field game. They're going to be an early exit, most likely. But if you're the Cowboys, can you withstand the rest of the season having a shot of making the playoffs with Andy Dalton or Fitzpatrick? Who's going to give you a better chance? I think it's Fitzpatrick. I have a post up there on Instagram. Uh, Let me know what your decision is. Vote on that. Let's talk it out. See what's happening. What kind of ideas you have. More than happy to answer those questions. Talk it back and forth. I think Fitzpatrick. I think the Cowboys are better with Fitzpatrick. So so if he is available, if the price is right, I definitely think the Cowboys need to go after Fitzpatrick, in my opinion. Now, going to the injuries that occurred this past weekend. A couple pretty big injuries. Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz only adds to the injuries that go to the Philadelphia Eagles. And again... The NFC East is a disaster. Now you're taking two more pieces off of this Philadelphia Eagles offense, and the team continues to struggle. And it's all a lot of it has to do with injuries. Sounds like Miles Sanders is out one to two weeks. Sounds like he's definitely not going to be playing this Thursday night. And it sounds like Zach Ertz is out three to four weeks. I think um, we can look at a player like Boston Scott as a as, as a as a a waiver wire pickup, obviously, but I think we need, we also need to be careful. I mean, this this offense is not doing much in Philadelphia. I don't think I want to spend a whole lot of money on Boston Scott. I don't want to spend a top priority on Boston Scott. I just don't know how much this offense is going to be able to kind of withstand with all these injuries. And and, and again, if this injury isn't too bad, and hopefully it's not for Miles Sanders, it's going to be, what, a, a game or two rental that you're, that you're bringing in Boston Scott. I don't think it's personally worth it to spend a lot of money on Boston Scott at, at out of your FAAB money. But again, if you can get him, if he's cheap, maybe you're maybe you're a Miles Sanders owner, or maybe you're 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 really struggling at the running back position. He's definitely one of the top priorities to pick up this week, but I definitely would limit my amount of money I'm gonna spend on him and also my exposure of getting Boston Scott, because I think we're also not gonna be seeing monster games out of Scott like we did late last year. This Eagles offense is not gelling right now, and a lot of that has to do with injuries, and I think we're gonna to continue to see that. And again, if Miles Sanders, hopefully the injury isn't bad, he's going to be back in a game or two. You're only renting Scott. I just don't uh, see the positivity in doing so unless you're a Sanders owner maybe or if you're a disaster at at the running running back position. That's the way I'm handling the Boston Scott situation. Uh, a couple other injuries that we saw last uh, uh, this weekend. Raheem Mostert goes down with an ankle, high ankle injury. And again, these high, high ankle sprains can be a troublesome injury moving forward. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I still think Tevin Coleman is a a player we want to kind of keep an eye on. Once he does come, uh, he's available to come back. Jeff Wilson Jr. also uh, keep an eye on. There's some options there in San Francisco we can look at. And if Mostert's going to miss a significant amount of time, I definitely think there's some options we need to look at for San Fran. I I, I put a Tevin Coleman, I put a uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. I think I put both of them ahead of Boston Scott in my opinion. But again, it all depends on what kind of uh, impact your running back situation is. If you're looking for someone right away, it's Boston Scott. If you're looking for someone maybe down the road that might be able to kind of pick your team up, maybe it's a Tevin Coleman, maybe it's a Jeff Wilson, uh, depending on how bad this injury is for Raheem Mostert. We also saw Calvin Ridley exit game with cramping, but it sounds like it's nothing major. 
I don't see anything big with Calvin Ridley. We saw Johnny Smith leave with an ankle injury. Sounds like it's a minor injury. Uh, maybe this week he's questionable, but I think uh, for the long term, it's not a bad injury for Johnny Smith, which is great news for someone like me who has a lot of shares of Johnny Smith. Baker Mayfield leaves the game. We're seeing how uh, the, the inconsistency of Baker Mayfield, and we saw it against a very good defense in Pittsburgh. Joe Mixon uh, exited with a foot injury, but he was able to come back. Mike Mark Ingram. A player that I think we need to keep an eye on um, for Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. If Ingram's injury is significant, obviously that that improves. I think Gus Edwards early, but maybe down the road is going to help J.K. Dobbins down the road um, more than Gus Edwards. But I think for the short term, it's Gus, Gus Edwards over J.K. Dobbins, in my opinion, with this Ingram injury. Now let's take a look at what happened over the weekend, starting off with the there was no Thursday night game. So let's just start right at the top on Sunday. Uh, Broncos and Patriots. Broncos get the job done. They, they get the upset over the New England Patriots. New England did not look good on offense. They did not look great on defense either. Drew Locke didn't look great. Um, I, I think we saw uh, uh, a decent game out of Tim Patrick. Uh, saw a decent game out of Philip Lindsay, but not much to talk about in the Broncos and Patriots game. Broncos get the job done on Sunday, 18-12 to over the Patriots. Next up, we saw a very, a very fun game if you watched the Texans and Titans game. Um, very smart coaching decision by Tennessee, uh, taking that penalty late in the game to kind of guarantee more time to, uh, to be left on the clock, especially if you think Tennessee uh, Texans are going to score a game. Very smart decision by the coaching staff. Phenomenal game out of Ryan Tannehill, out of Derrick Henry, out of uh, A.J. AJ, uh, AJ Brown. Derrick Henry, over 200 yards, that long monster run, those, that typical Derrick Henry touchdown run. We saw it late in the game. Two touchdowns, great game to Derrick Henry, great game Ryan Tannehill. Tennessee is showing that they are legit. They are contenders. They should be right up there with the Chiefs, with the uh, Ravens. I think the Chiefs are a little bit better than both those teams right now, but there's no reason to think that the Titans can't get back to the NS- AFC Championship game with the way they're playing right now. As for Houston... Tough to see them lose a game that maybe they should have won the way they're playing this game. Uh, Deshaun Watson and company looked fantastic on offense, but that defense can't stop anybody. And you saw that when the coin flip in the overtime. Once they lost that coin flip, you saw Deshaun Watson kind of shake his head and kind of look like, okay, we lost the game because our defense can't stop anybody. Frustrating for tennis, uh, for Texans fans. But as for fantasy owners of offensive players for Texans, you absolutely love it. Start anybody against Texans. Start everybody for the Texans. Texans are starting to show that the schedule is very favorable right now after that tough start of the year, which is why I had a lot of those Texans, if not all of them, buy lows about three weeks ago. Next up, we had the Bengals losing to the Colts. Another another uh, fun game to watch. Uh, T. Higgins looked fantastic. Six receptions, 125 yards. Phillip Rivers looked decent. Over 350 yards and three touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor continues to kind of be mediocre, in my opinion, at the backfield. And again, uh, Joe Mixon really should have had three touchdowns um, uh, down there inside the five-yard line. One went to Burrow, one went to him, and then also one went to uh, um, uh, the back of there, Giovanni Bernard. But all, really, all three of them likely probably should have went to Mixon, which, which ter- would have turned a decent game into a phenomenal game for Joe Mixon. I think we're starting to see, as long as Mixon is healthy, he's getting a little more and more involved in the passing game. We're starting to see what I talked about earlier. He started off slow last year, kind of finished out strong uh, later in the year with one of the better running backs, um, borderline RB1 option uh, as, as the season ended. I think we're starting to see the same thing. As long as he's healthy, Joe Mixon should be trusted in all formats. Next up, we have the Falcons beating the Vikings. 
What is wrong with the Falcons? What's wrong with the Vikings? Both teams are very inconsistent. Uh, big game out of Justin Jefferson. Monster game out of Julio Jones. Big game out of Matt Ryan. That's what I took out of this this whole situation here. Calvin really had a touchdown as well, but I think it was Justin Jefferson. It was uh, Julio Jones, the fantastic duo uh, going back and forth between the Vikings and Falcons on offense. Um, but the Falcons do get the job done. They blow out the Vikings late on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Giants squeaking out a victory over Washington football team. Not much to talk about in terms of fanny production. Uh, both teams kind of not really anything special. Kyle Allen over, uh, did, did have a couple touchdown passes, over 250 yards passing. Uh, Terry McLaurin, a decent game in, in terms of PPR leagues. Seven receptions, 74 yards, but nothing special for Terry McLaurin. And Antonio Gibson, more of a uh, timeshare uh, there for the Washington backfield. Um, I think there are better days, obviously, for Antonio Gibson. And, and definitely someone we don't want to kind of uh, push off to the side. I think what we saw last week is not what we're going to see moving forward. I think it's going to be much more of what we saw the weeks prior to that before last week with Antonio Gibson. I think Gibson is still the back to own in Washington. Next up, we have the Ravens beating the Eagles. Looked like it was all Ravens early, but the Eagles did come back late in the game. But the Ravens do sneak out the win. They get the job done on the road at Philadelphia. Um, Miles Sanders, only nine carries, but over 100 yards. Uh, Travis Fulgham continues to look nice, stepping in as the number one option for the Eagles with all those injuries. Six receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. And Lamar Jackson, as I talked about, I think uh, we... um, Heading into the game, we were wondering if that knee injury was affecting his ability on the field. He has a, excuse me, he had a fine game against the Eagles, but again, the Eagles' defense is not very good this year, especially with all these injuries. Ravens to get the job done on Sunday over the Eagles. Next up, the Steelers put a beat down on the Browns. Um, it was all Steelers from the start, thirty-eight to seven. Really, nothing to talk about for the Browns in terms of the Steelers. Chase Claypool. Average game, Ben Roethlisberger, not much, but it was all defense for Steelers. Um, really, the production kind of spread around on offense. So nothing, no one really stood out as a monster play for the Steelers except for that defense. I think we saw a very well-balanced game plan for the Steelers as they beat the Browns 38-7 on Sunday. Next up, we saw the Bears get the victory at uh, Carolina. And again, the Bears are 5-1. and one. That's, right, that's right, I said it. The Bears are 5-1. and one. They may not be the best 5-1 and one team, but they're still 5-1. and one. They're getting the job done. Uh, David Montgomery continues to struggle, in my opinion. I, I don't know what's going on there um, with David Montgomery. DJ Moore has a decent game for Carolina. I, uh, again, just like the other game, I think it was much more of a uh, – no one really stood out. And, and Alshon I – mean, not Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, um, uh, Allen Robinson struggles – against a Carolina defense. Um, kind of surprising game for Allen Robinson. But again, all, all the players for both uh, Carolina and Chicago, nothing really major that stood out to me in this game. But the Bears do get the job done to take their record to 5-1. and one. Next up, the Lions uh, nearly doubled up. Actually, did, uh, over-doubled up the Jaguars 34-16. to 16. Uh, d- Decent game from Ke- Keelan Cole. DeAndre Swift had that breakout game. Couple touchdown runs. And along with the over 100 yards rushing. We saw that breakout game for DeAndre Swift, which I said was going to happen. It did happen on Sunday. DeAndre Swift is a player I want plenty of shares of moving forward in all formats. Lions to get the job done at Jacksonville. Next up, as we talked about earlier, the Dolphins continue to look decent on offense, look decent on defense. They get the shutout over the Jets. Not much to talk about outside of that was likely maybe the last game for Fitzpatrick starting at for the Miami Dolphins with Tua taking over. Miles Gaskin looks okay in that game, but really nothing special um, for the Jets or Dolphins, but the Dolphins do get the job done on defense, shutting out the New York Jets. But again, it's the Jets. How, uh, how, 
How big of a defensive output is that when you're talking about the Jets? But the Dolphins do get the job done. 24 to nothing over the Jets. The afternoon games continue with the Buccaneers beating the Packers. After the Packers start off 10-0 to start the game, the Buccaneers put up 38 unanswered. Brady looked good. Rob Gronkowski looked good. Ronald Jones looks fantastic. Hopefully he has earned that job moving forward. Even once Leonard Fournette does come back, it's going to be the Ronald Jones show. He has looked fantastic the last three games for the Buccaneers. The Bucs get the job done against the Packers, who both Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and Aaron uh, Rodgers, all three of them struggled in the game against the Buccaneers. The Bucs get the job done 38-10. to 10. Sunday night, we saw the 49ers uh, get a very important victory over the Rams in a game I think that was a must-win if they have any shot at winning the division. Um, they looked good on offense, looked decent on defense. The Rams really kind of struggled on offense, um, running the ball, passing the ball, really anything. And George Kittle continues to look, look like a, a monster on the field. Hard to take down. Jimmy Garoppolo, fantastic day after a struggling game last week where a lot of people said maybe he was done. Uh, over 250 yards passing along with three touchdowns. Jimmy G looked like he was back on Sunday evening. 49ers get back in the hunt over the Rams on Sunday evening. And last night's games... The afternoon game was the Chiefs and the Bills playing in some crappy weather. Chiefs get the job done at Buffalo. Not really much to talk about in terms of offense outside of Clyde Edwards-Lar and Travis Kelsey. Both players put up big games for the Chiefs. But in terms of fantasy output, not really anything to talk about, including Patrick Mahomes. If we, don't talk, if we take away C.H. and Travis Kelsey, not much to talk about on either side of the ball. But the Chiefs do get the job done in sloppy weather over the Bills on Monday afternoon. And to close out the week six matchups, the Cardinals beat down the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys looked horrendous on both sides of the ball from start to finish. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had those two fumbles, benched them for a little while, came back, just didn't look like the, this offense just does not look the same without Dak Prescott, which is going to happen. But I think there are better days for this offense moving forward. I think they are still an offense we can trust. And again, if they can maybe make a run at Fitzpatrick, I think it's going to help the offense. But even if it is Andy Dalton, I think Andy Dalton is going to be serviceable for this team. I don't think it's time to panic for anybody on this offense. Um, but maybe just kind of keep an eye on it. And Chris Christian Kirk looked fantastic for Arizona. Kyler Murray looked fantastic. And finally got that big game out of Kenyon Drake. But I think it's a little fool's gold for Drake. I still prefer Chase Edmonds over Drake rest of season for the Cardinals. Cardinals get a big victory on the road at Dallas 38-10. That was week six in the books. What did you see that, uh, that caught your eye? Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what caught your eye. More than happy to answer some questions that you might have moving forward. And at this, this Thursday, we'll take a look at the Thursday night game, Friday night's podcast. Friday's podcast will be about week seven, so we'll take a look at what's going to happen this upcoming week. We have our Monday morning uh, water cooler article up on the site. We also have our waiver wire articles up on the site. And I'll have my rankings up on the site by tomorrow for week seven. That's right. Getting ready to dive into week seven right now. So rankings will be up on the site by tomorrow, if not by tonight. Have a great rest of your week. And if you're not done so already, please give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter. We are at Fan Sports Genius on Twitter. We are at Fantasy Football underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com where winning isn't everything. It's the genius thing. Be part of the genius mob and uh, be part of our mastermind chat. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. You have a question on fantasy football, we will answer those questions, whether it be a lineup construction question, lineup move, roster move, trading questions, whatever it is fantasy football related. I will get back to you 100% of the time via text messages 
within 24 hours, but most likely be within an hour or two and always available up until kickoff for all the slates Thursday, Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday Monday night. Even if there's a Tuesday game, I'm available for our mastermind chat personnel. So if you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. Have a great day. Join now and get that extra help you need to be part of the uh, uh, 2020 domination of 2020. Have a great day. Stumbled over those words to end the podcast, but you guys get the the gist of it. Have a great day. Have a great week. Talk to you on Thursday. Be safe out there and dominate those leagues. Have a great one.